Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and of course, that makes this episode 12 of Circles and Squares. How are you doing, Kate? I'm great, how are you? I'm so stressed right now. For those, <laughs> I've, I've talked about the stars last time, the Dallas Stars, on the when we recorded last. They were just mm-hmm. in the start of the playoffs. They're now like two more weeks into it, and we're actually recording uh, this segment in the middle of an intermission in overtime. So my nerves are completely shot, <laughs> and I think my face is like the color of ketchup right now. Yes. So like, it's a good thing oh this is just god. an audio show right now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to... Oh my god, I'm just like, my heart's pumping. Anyway, um, let's stop the hockey for a sec. We got some games to talk about today, obviously, because we are a PlayStation podcast. So um, we're going to start the game, the show off. Sorry. See, I got hockey on the mind. <laughs> the sh- bear with us, guys. Yeah. The show will start. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, about the games we're playing uh, at the moment. And then we're going to move into some news for the second segment. Uh, and to finish the show off, we're going to not only um, give Kate a little quiz on some horrible video game um, reviews, like she did for me, I think, what, four, three or four episodes ago now? Something I, like that. Yeah. But I've, I found some pretty good ones. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if you can good. match them up. And then uh, we're going to close out the show, this show, and from going forward, actually, with a listener mail question. So I look forward to that at the end. But um, for now, Kate, tell me about uh, what you've been playing. Okay, I want to start with giving you guys a a quick update of uh, my God of War progress. I've been playing it alongside a couple other games, so not maybe dedicating as much time as I'd like to it lately. But the last couple days, I've really, like, gotten through quite a bit and some very heavy story beats Mm -hmm. so i won't get into too much depth because we've talked god of war a little bit and um i maybe want to save that for when i i finish the game but it's just been it's been very emotional it's been on my mind the last couple days and even even playing some this morning yeah me too actually because you were texting me last night and you got Mm -hmm. to for those that that have played it a very significant portion of the game which is which is uh, very cool to see and i'm yeah. really happy you got there finally yeah so we'll keep it on spoiler but for people who, who might kind of have an inkling of what i what i've gotten at i would say it's it's it feels about maybe mid-game um but i would say it's the part where like, the tone and the stakes have really been raised uh it got a little bit a little bit darker in a couple ways and it also had a lot of nice nods to the original series um which mm-hmm. any returning fan is is probably like that was a moment that stood out very much to you as well so it felt really nostalgic but still you know its own updated version and i'm i'm loving the game um we got some new stuff that deals with the gameplay a little bit more in terms of combat and puzzle solving which is really cool we're getting real vague but you guys know i love it um yeah maybe maybe we'll do a spoiler Talk oh, about we will, this at we'll one have point. to do a spoiler. Actually, um, it might be, maybe we will be our first spoiler cast. Uh, I think potentially so. When you beat God of yeah, War, yeah, so. I think so. Maybe a couple episodes from now. But I will say the one thing I wanted to point out is I I love Atreus's character. I've had a lot of he's Atreus has been very much so far the whole way through the one that has been a little bit stayed the same and it's been Kratos that has been sort of slowly and and with many pushes kind of growing a little bit and and Mm -hmm. kind of getting a little bit softer and their dynamic between the two of them is really the heart of the game yeah but the last couple big story beats that have happened atreus has really made some large character changes and it's really interesting to see like where that's going because i wasn't expecting 
him to change so much. I was expecting more of like Kratos to kind of come to Atreus's level and to like meet him halfway. Yeah, right. It's like a character change in the way that in the flip way you were expecting it. Yeah. So Atreus is having a little bit more going on with him personally, and it's it's really interesting. So like, oh, I I'm actually going away this weekend, <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to my trip. But there's a small part in the back of my mind that's like. You could have just played God of War all weekend, yeah. you fool. <laughs> you could have just been traveling the realms and... and yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm on my way to Jotunheim, which yeah. I'm okay. is one of the places I've been most excited to visit all game as well. So um, You're we'll in for a treat. Keep you updated, it's, but yeah. Uh, it's I'm, only up from here, I'll tell you I'm that. I'm absolutely loving it. So that's been on my mind. Um, the other big game I've been playing recently is Resident Evil 7. Right, is that that's Biohazard. Biohazard, right? yeah. yeah. It's the one that's in set in I think it's Florida or like one of those places in the states um where you have that iconic horrible creepy family that you yeah, sort of get it involved takes place, with. like in that in that house, right? It, it's very yeah. much contained in like a smaller location yeah, from what I know. Yeah, it's very contained in a in a house and like a, another house on the same property and kind of like an old like small american town with like some like weird hillbilly like and obviously they're Mm -hmm. fucked up in a lot more ways than that and like like really i'm like i'm just at the point where it's kind of starting to broaden and i think some of the typical resident evil things are going to come into it like a larger umbrella corporation and you know like the serums that are always involved Mm -hmm. so which which other resident evils have you played sorry this is actually my first one okay which makes it Mm -hmm. interesting um and it's really neat to to look at it because just I've played some other horror games that take very clear inspiration from Resident Evil and it's really funny to actually look like oh yeah that's this game oh yeah that's this game it's actually all from Resident Evil right yeah and like the franchise just has such a massive impact on the horror genre so it feels kind of familiar but it's from playing all the other games that have sort of copycatted from it a little bit right that's that's an interesting um, way to like kind of have a lens to look at the game through yeah but it's neat i would say resident evil so far is it it, it's it is the example for a reason i think it feels very polished so I would say my review for this one is is eight out of ten. Just get a new wife. She's not worth it. Yeah. Like it's horrifying. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm playing it with friends who have already played the game. Right. So they're so like watching over your shoulder. Yeah. They're basically like making me play. And every now and again, I'm like, guys, who wants a turn? Someone take it. Um, it's funny. Like I remember, I was talking to you about. I don't remember if we recorded it or not, but I was talking to you about how I'm playing um, Resident Evil Two Remake mm-hmm. with uh, my friend Katie online. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. She's like watching me virtually, and we we haven't finished it or anything. But it's been fun the few times we've managed to to like line up. So I imagine it's even like more fun when you're sitting. Yeah, in exactly. So there's there's uh, there's three of us, and we're playing. And of course, like I'm getting up to like a big jump scare they know is happening they're sitting there like ooh, go around that corner what's over there yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like ah so it's good i will say the one thing i'm surprised is it's not as scary as i thought it was gonna be because i remember when the trailers came out for this game it was horrifying like the family is incredibly like disturbing and unpleasant and like being stuck in the house with them and it i don't get me wrong like i've definitely had some tense moments i've jumped i've been swearing at the characters in the game like <laughs> it's like the go-to <laughs> thing to do in a horror game yeah like whatever like you know someone bursts through a window and i my first reaction is tell them to fuck off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's definitely been some of that and like and i would say i like you couldn't pay me enough money to play this game in VR. Oh my god, could you imagine? I want to try it though. I don't think I could. I don't think I physically could. I would have a heart attack. But 
it, it is not as scary as I expected it to be because of how it was marketed in the trailers. Yeah, um, that, that trailer to me of any horror game trailer I've ever seen is probably the scariest. Yeah. From what I can, the ones I can kind of conjure I, in my head right now. Like I man, agree. That was, there was it something was to like, that one. if you guys didn't watch it, go back and, and watch it now. It is incredibly well done. And the game is scary, but I just, I have so much expectation because of that. Um, and I think part of it too, I guess, is this one's sort of like an action horror game too. Like right. you never feel safe, but you do have weapons at your disposal that, you know, like make you feel a little bit better than in some horror games you're walking around totally defenseless. Right, like no ammo and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, one thing I gotta say is the, I think the balance is really good. I think it's a really like subtle but important thing in a horror game. And I think that's what has impressed me the most. So like it always feels like there's that tension and you you aren't safe. But I don't feel like I'm dying or getting stuck a lot of the time. Right. And yeah. and that's a problem because if, if that's happening and you're having to redo sections, it takes away a lot of the tension and it just becomes either frustrating or tedious or just loses that kind of like... Right, because if you got to go around the same corner like two or three times, you know the guy's going to be waiting for you. Like you, if you have to repeat it. Yeah, exactly. As opposed exactly. to just experiencing like, that once, getting the scare. Yeah, it brings you out of the immersion and then it's a much less scary experience. But for me, it's really hitting that sweet spot where there's like been a couple bosses where I've had to do it more than once but never enough times where it's taken me out of it and it's just been like okay that was really close I'm gonna go do it again and then I'm past it moving on to the next bit and I think it's quite linear as well like I don't I think maybe the puzzles could be a little bit more challenging they're usually quite straightforward and they haven't there hasn't really been a time where I've had trouble solving something but I almost think that that kind of works as a strength to it as well because I'm always pushing forwards and I think having any time where you sort of slow down and it has a lull or you're you know stuck or or tempted to bring up a guide or something Mm -hmm. that takes the immersion out as well yeah so it's still the same kind of puzzles like in um, I mean Resident Evil 2 remakes my only point of reference but mm -hmm. it's very much like hey get this item take it to this place like it slots into yeah, this, it's bas- into this little hole that matches up with it or, or, yeah it's know. basically a lot of that there's a lot of different types of doors that require different types of keys and then also there's um some things you need to get the right object and then like move it in a certain way to make a shape and yeah, then that unlocks yeah. something so there's a lot of so those classic, puzzles classic style Resident classic Evil style puzzles, but yeah. i i think and also from what i've seen online it, it seems like it's maybe not quite as much depth to it as some of the other games have that mm-hmm. maybe expand on those systems a little bit more so i'm interested to actually go back i'd like to play some of the older resident evil games now just from having enjoyed this so much yeah yeah um and the other thing i really like about resident evil is the inventory system oh, i think great, i it? love how things slot in and take up a certain amount of space i think that's fantastic yeah. and it also leads to this kind of pressure where it's like do you bring a bunch of supplies with you or do you like put more things in storage and then you have more room on the fly for like another for weapon picking or yeah. picking things up like yeah. the resource management is is actually becomes like quite pivotal throughout the game yeah see that's one thing i had when to compare to resident evil 2 remake again for me it was like the only complaint i had about that system for those that don't know it's pretty much like you get a a grid and like a Mm -hmm. a couple boxes maybe a nine by nine square or something and each item is a different size and takes up a certain shape right so like a pistol might be one square but like a shotgun is two squares yeah yeah you have to sort of manage like where you have space to put in these items yeah but my only my problem i ran into was like um, I love the system when it comes to like your weapons and your health and your, you know, ammunition or like tools you find. But the one part I don't like is when you find the key items, because sometimes I feel like I'll come across 
and I'll, I'll find like this key item that I really need to take, but it's like, well, I guess I have to leave like, you know, some ammo behind or like mm-hmm. maybe not ammo, but you pick something like it's, it's a bit tedious. You, I ended up having to run back a few times. From, right. Like, Cause test. you didn't have what you needed with yeah. you. And, and it's very much like what you were talking about, like with the balancing of the difficulty, but then it's like, you're still running yeah. back for a different reason. So that's the only complaint, but I think it is a great system. You're yeah, right. that's fair. I can see it having some problems or like at times where it doesn't feel great. I, I like the idea of having to bring the key items in your inventory like that because it, it just adds to that kind of like, oh no, like I can't bring this ammo. Like I'm in a little bit more danger because I'm having to sacrifice something mm-hmm. for this item I need. But then at the same time, because I'm playing with people who are familiar with the game, they've kind of given me like, you know, not so subtle hints is like, you're going to want this key now. So I've never really come across a situation where I'm lacking the item I need. And I think that's where it will get Mm. annoying is like, you get to the door to progress. Like, oh, I don't have the key I need. I have to go back to the safe room, pick it up. Yeah, right, right. You know, like retrace your steps. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I'm loving it. I'm calling it now that the, well, I've been calling it all game, but I'm calling it now officially here that the old grandma lady is the final boss because (laughs) she just shows up from time to time in the house and you're not allowed to hit her. The game physically doesn't let you. Yeah, so she's going to be up to some shit. So like, she's up to some shit. I don't trust her. Uh, (laughs) She's the final boss. (laughs) I don't think I'd trust a single person in in that house from what I've seen. No, absolutely not. But I'm, it's fun and it's funny and I, you know, I like to, be the good sport that is terrified and everyone's having a good time so <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. I'm enjoying it good all right well everyone i need to reveal a little secret that sometimes podcasts are not made without breaks in the middle of uh even segments when there's no intermission so i would <laughs> like to tell everyone that um, after kate told us about her games there we took a little pause uh the stars started their overtime period against colorado and they fucking did it they won <laughs> i'm so happy right now i had to calm down for like 10 minutes before coming back but i <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling so good right now. I just want everyone to know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can hear it in my voice. But, you can. Um, let's get back on track. Okay. I'll try and contain myself and we'll talk about some games. You so just I- channel that into telling <laughs> us about how much you love Ratchet and Clank. I do. I, well, you know what? I wouldn't say that I love it. I oh, love dear. the series Ratchet and Clank. Oh dear. Maybe they should have lost. You could have channeled that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have been a bit more angry. I don't know. So this is, here's the deal. Okay. I'm playing right now. I, I was at a secondhand store like, um, whatever one day and I found a couple cheap PS3 games and I want to complete a collection of, of every Ratchet and Clank game because it's one of my favorite PlayStation series right. blah 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 one of the ones I didn't have was Tools of Destruction which is the first PlayStation 3 um, Ratchet and Clank game and so I play, I've i been playing that a little bit and it's been a few weeks but I, I held off talking about it until now until I've been a bit further and yeah it's like it's so love-hate so I don't you remember the PS2 games pretty well mm-hmm. you know it's just like a classic character action yeah, platformer exactly. but with cool weapons they, they like, remind me like they don't always make games like that so much anymore but yeah. there used to be like so many of those sort of just like fun bright action adventure yeah, like, Mario 64 Sly Cooper Nintendo's really the only yeah, one that makes in these days exactly and, like, came out. and that's like one of the things I was so excited about when I bought Odyssey when I got my Switch was another game like that and I had so much fun just playing a game that was like it's fun and there's nothing else to it yeah exactly so I'm getting those feelings from this too but man some of the early PS3 games are just so frustrating in certain ways. So, so first of all, I got to say, like, it's cool to bust the PS3 back out. I haven't played. I once a year, maybe I'll go back and play something on there. Mm-hmm. The DualShock uh, Three just feels so weird. I got to say, um, yeah, it's like so light, and the sticks are are like so resistance free. They are, and they like rotate in like weird ways. Yeah, they feel like <laughs> imprecise. Whatever. Anyway, playing the game. So. 
Tools of Destruction, of course, the first Ratchet and Clank game on the PS3, which means what? We're going to have six-axis gyro controls included oh, in the game. No. So this is no like Nathan Drake Uncharted throwing grenades and aiming them with the tilt controls, because that's just ridiculous. But in this game, there's just so much of that stuff, first of all, jammed in here. Like Right, and it's not optional. And it's, it's not optional. Oh. You have to do it. So so there's like this power clank gets where you can cut through like walls of rock and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like doing a connect the dots. But of course, you have to aim the laser by using the six-axis tilt. So you're like kind of... Oh, God, like I missed, got a circle around. Like, it's just a bit of a bitch, right? There's this one weapon, a tornado gun. It's actually really strong and, like, really cheap if you can steer it correctly. But you basically launch a tornado out in front of you and you can steer it around with the tilt controls. You have to hack doors and there's a little marble game. Like, you have to almost go through a maze with a marble. Like, it's just a lot of this unfortunate inclusion of tilt controls just because it's not fun like it'd be more fun to just solve a better puzzle with a mm-hmm. regular controller you know right and i'm so, so glad it, they moved away it feels really just like shoehorned in is like we want to show you this tech instead of like this is actually nice for the game exactly it's like they told insomnia hey look this is going to be like an early ps3 game we need you to show off the the technology we put in this thing and then they just realized that people didn't like it i think for the most part after that but um yeah, there's a couple other examples as well, but just a lot of the tilt stuff. But um, when you get past that, the game itself is just like a updated, you know, PS2 level Ratchet and Clank. Like it's not my favorite in the series for sure so far in terms of like the variety of the planets and, mm-hmm. and like the environments. And some of the weapons are cool, but there's a few that are like, uh, you know, I think I preferred some of the weapons in a, the older games and, and whatnot. But the when you're playing as Ratchet, the game feels awesome. Like it's just you've got the sideways jump, you've got the backflip, you can use Clank as the helipack. And this game also has like the weapon upgrading as well. Like the more you use the weapons, they they upgrade. So it's fun okay. to like constantly be switching out what guns you're using with Ratchet because you're trying to level them up. And there's every single one of them has like a skill tree almost like as a weapon. So you can find different currencies and, and then upgrade like their ammo or their power or their, um, you know, radius, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to constantly be switching it out. Right. Because I, I don't, yeah. And I feel like that's one of the main draws of the game is like, it, that's what it's kind of known for, I think, a lot too, is like the silly, goofy, like fun mm-hmm. weapons mm-hmm. just get more ridiculous yeah, the, as the you go. the disco gun, everyone just dances yeah. in place. Like one of my favorite ones in this one is you can put down, um, it's called like the nanotech something. And you put down basically what is a beehive and any enemy that comes near that, they just get stung by like a bunch of different <laughs> mechanical bees. Oh God. Which is like Re- super powerful. Huh, that's nice. That's where Resident Evil got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. Who knows? But just stuff like that. Like there's always a weapon for the situation. You know, you got the lock on mm-hmm. missile launcher, the generic machine gun, the grenades. Like there's just a lot of variety. And that's something I always draws me to Ratchet and Clank in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they have like the same level of of care I think put into the weapons even though they're probably not my favorite roster overall but okay. it's it good right so it's more of like a preference thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now is this is this intending to draw you up into the uh the new one coming out for PS5 you're getting prepared yeah, for the well, new Ratchet and Clank I wasn't I was planning to play them anyway mm-hmm. but ever since we saw the new announcement for Rift Apart um I think it's moved them up my like right. next to playlist a little bit so right giving a little more motivation yeah I'd, I'd like to at very least because I played most of them already like I played all the PS2 ones I've played I've, I think it's only these two I bought this one and I bought the um Into the Nexus from PS3 and I think those are actually the only two that I've not played so I think I can get them done in time uh, I'll probably play this and then and then uh go back to Nexus I think Nexus is actually really short we'll we'll see but um I mean when I say the the PS3 is kind of frustrating, it's like these kind of things. When you're not playing as Ratchet, I don't think this game actually feels that good. Um, like Clank is is a lot more fun in the in some other iterations. I think like in this one, you're just basically 
getting a bunch of little minions to stand on different platforms. And I know it's like that's been done before, but sometimes they have more commands. Like you can tell them to stay, go. You have to get them to attack sometimes. In this one, you pretty much have follow me and that's it. They just attack by themselves. Like it's not as involved. Mm. So that kind of brings the clank sections down, although there's not a whole lot of them. And then the other thing you do too is you have to fly a plane similar to like a Star Fox. This isn't a lot of Ratchet and Clank games. Right. But this plane, like it, it, the left stick moves your actual vehicle and the right stick is your reticle. Okay. So you're kind of, it, the the where you're aiming is in no way related to where you are, your ship is. You're located. actually looking, So it's, yeah. you're kind of, it doesn't, I don't remember if the other ones are like this, but to me this feels like not good to control, you know, because what I find myself doing is I'm just concentrating where I'm shooting and I'm just moving my ship in circles around the screen to avoid things. <laughs> right. And it just kind of, I, I wish it was more of the Star Fox controls where you... Right, because you're kind of like at a disconnect with your actual like, yeah. mm-hmm. ship and the way that you're moving. Yeah. So it's a little weird, but I mean, there's not too many sections like that. And then all the rest to say about it other than that really is like, it's the same cast you know and love. Quark's there. They've got some funny villains. Like the voice acting's always silly. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon almost, you know. Yeah, very much in, so. Like, in its humor and... So stuff like that, and and uh, overall, really enjoying it. I'm gonna, uh, like I said, try and finish it. There's no trophy list for this game because it is a really old PS3 game. Oh, it predates um, kind of the predates trophies. Yeah, interesting. It's yeah. been a long time since I've played a game without a trophy it's, list. It's funny, right? I didn't even remember there used to be games without trophies. Like when I was playing it, I I made it reasonably far, a couple hours in, and I'm thinking to myself, what? Like, how have I not got it? I'm not that I'm a huge like trophy collector. Yeah. But I'm like why? But how? you're used to seeing them pop up. I've been up to like three like... or four planets. Like how? And I've unlocked a few guns, leveled them up. Like where are my trophies? So I looked, <laughs> and sure enough, there's like no trophy list for this huh. game. So it's interesting. But, um, you know, it's cool to go back and see some old games so far. And, and playing this now, as much fun as I'm having with it, with its flaws, like the camera is, is another whole other beast. Like, my God, they've come a long way <laughs> designing those. But but like it just makes me so excited to to play Rift Apart when it comes out. And if I'm lucky enough to get a, PS, uh, a PS5 when it comes out, I'm definitely going to get this game like right. ASAP. That'll be your launch title? For, well, I don't think Assuming it comes out as a launch. They said launch window, I think. So yeah. hopefully, like, whenever it comes out, I'm definitely going to get it. Like, this is probably what I'm most excited for. Aside from probably Spider-Man, but, you know, um, <laughs> for the next Ratchet and Clank. But um, so another game I've been playing, I got one more, is I don't play a lot of games on my phone, but I've been really into a mobile game recently. Huh. Um, it's actually also on Switch and PC, so I don't actually right. know if it came out on PC or, or I, mobile I first. I think it came out on PC first and got ported to mobile, but don't quote me on that. Mm, it could have. But either way, we're talking about uh, Game Dev Tycoon, which is exactly what it sounds like you are designing and running your own game studio and so it's like a little management sim you start off and you're just in your basement um you know so it's a lot it's just menu based like you pick basically okay what system am i making this game for so at first you have like pc and that's it so you click pc and then you click um like what genre of game you want it to be action adventure rpg simulation whatever and then you pick a topic and you start off with very few topics it'll be like samurai or um you know farming or something like that and so you you <laughs> the, make this combination the two great options <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of different ones i made educational games in it too oh wow um, look so at you yeah you see so what you a pick- nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do at the start okay right, i'm a very yeah. successful That's what the kids want company. these days so so you're basically like aligning these different choices and then you make a game and then you get feedback on it. You'll get reviews and you'll say it'll say something like, hey, the market really likes farming games, but they're, they're not good when they're for mature audiences because you also get to pick like the, right. the so you, level you, of graphics. There is like, kind of like a 
challenge in some way there, there is a challenge like i've released a lot of games in this that, that didn't do very well it, because it's also things like as you progress it's they don't use the real game systems but they'll be like oh the game station is coming out like it's obviously the ps1 or, or right. whatever when you get that far it kind of replicates when the actual consoles came out and so as you're designing your games you begin to think what games also like what kind of genres and what audience you're looking for on different consoles as well so it just kind of slowly builds on itself and you go from like a one-person studio to then you hire your first employee and you you have different stats on each character so they can be artistic they can be a programmer Mm-hmm. And then they um, have a couple other stats that are like research, how fast they can learn new things, stuff like that. But you're trying to balance your team and you'll say like, well, I've trained myself as a programmer, so I'm going to hire an artist to be the next person right, in my balance studio. You out a little more. And then as you're making the games, they, you know, their points go into different different counters, basically. Like the, the more points you get while you're developing the game, the, the better the graphics will be or the better the programming is, stuff like that. And so you build your, your um, studio out and eventually, like right now, I've made it up to the point where I'm actually designing PS5 games in this game because it wow. goes beyond like I think it's gonna gonna guess like a few generations what's going to happen that's kind of cool so, it'd be interesting if, like, if it's accurate yeah, at all I, I wonder right it's uh, they've done a pretty bang up job like it, it's actually pretty funny some of the names of the consoles like there's the M box instead of the Xbox and, right of course and, uh, I just, imagine like, it's pretty really like tongue in cheek kind of it really is yeah but it's it's really accurate too like, I think they did some a lot of research on like what consoles what kind of market share they had at certain times because you that's another thing you factor in like well it's cheap to develop this game on on you know sega genesis but it has a lower market share for example at this time so is it worth it to to do it that way you can sign publisher deals so they'll give you money and then they'll take a percentage of what you make off of it um there's anything you can think of it's actually very detailed and i'm really surprised that it's yeah there's a lot of lot of depth to it and is it Mm -hmm. comfortable to play on your phone like it's awesome mm -hmm. it's awesome on the phone yeah it's just touch kind of menus um right really basic but they're they're really effective right i think that's the kind of thing that translates best mm-hmm. to mobile so mm-hmm. yeah and that sounds the, comfortable the best thing about having it on my phone as well is that it's just it's it's a really addictive game in the sense that you know if you play like a stardew valley or like persona and you're like well i just want to play one more day like if mm-hmm. i play the next day then i'm going to get to you know my harvest my crops or like enter this yeah, palace or something definitely. so this game is very much like that too like i'll i'll be like well i'm saving up 50 million to to purchase to you know train my guy in a certain in a certain way to give him these stats but so if i release one more game i'll probably have enough money to do that so let me just release one more game it only Mm -hmm. takes probably five minutes to to like make a whole game from front to back and you choose like who's doing the graphics which employees doing the coding stuff like that and then and then you'll see the the sales start to come in and i'm like wow man i have an idea like i'm i could make a sequel to this like maybe i'll just make another game and then eventually i And i imagine there's some nice colorful bars that fill up with xp and stuff and And it looks really nice yeah it does it's really attractive and you and you also have to like send your employees on vacation and that's really nice that's good hr department you got i know i actually went all the time they're always saying in the magazines like uh, oh, Naughty Hog is is really good to work for, and I'm like in the interviews. Did you get to it's name called, yourself? Yeah. So I named my studio Naughty Hog. For those that don't know, I have a pet hedgehog who is like, uh, you know, my whole heart. Aww. And so I named it Naughty Hog. Haha. Ha. Funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it, and the you know I've had some some fun naming my games pretty stupid things as well. Like, but it's just funny to see like games with such stupid names like coming out. Um, 
you know, and get reviews and stuff like yeah. that. But it's That's cool. half the fun of those mm-hmm. games. Like, I think, like, one of the ones that first came out that was similar to that was, like, the same kind of thing, but it was, like, being a YouTuber and you'd have to, like, name your videos and stuff. And it was, oh, like, right. mm-hmm. kind of emulating that, I think, in the same kind of style that this game is. And it, those kind of games get very popular yeah, as totally. to, like, watch people play well. because, like, you can make them silly in a yeah, way. And, if they're designed yeah. well, right? And right. so the last thing I'll say is I actually was just playing yesterday. And I got to the point where I can do my own research now. So I can actually start developing my own game consoles and like researching into that and like web, get my own websites and um, kind of expand as if you were a real company. So it's a funny little game. I don't exactly know what inspired me to play it, but I just kind of picked it up one day. I think I was bored at work, had 20 minutes to kill. And um, yeah, I'm surprised. I'd really recommend this actually, if you're looking for like a nice time waster kind of game on your phone, that's, that's more than just like you know, some stupid endless running thing or, or like, you know, something full of ads and all that. Like, right. I, and did you, was it a free game or did you pay? No, I, I, I had, um, a bit of, I, I was given like an Apple play or Google play gift card right. a little while ago and had a bit left over. So I just, well, whatever, I'll buy a game. Right. So, right. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of the best way to game on mobile. I think like playing with ads and stuff, it's just not worth yeah. it. Like if it's a game you're interested in, spend the two bucks and just, yeah, well I did that with to the moon. Like I bought that last year and, and monument Valley. Like I buy here and there just a few odd things, but honestly, like this is probably the last phone game I'll play for what another year. Mm-hmm. Well, once the PS5 comes out, I hope that that's what you prioritize. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, there's something wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, that is what we've been playing. So let's take a short break. Kate, how do you feel? And then we will come back with the news. Okay, guys, we are back. Um, Let's get into the news, Kate. And before um, we get into any actual stories, we have to talk about the PS Plus game is for the month of September. Um, For anyone that's new to the show or doesn't know, we we each pick one of the free PS Plus offerings every month uh, in the first episode of the month. And then on the next episode, we'll give a little review and impression of whatever games we end up with. So for September 2020, Kate, we have um, Street Fighter V and PUBG. Two games. I think they, you know, we've had some pretty rough selections in some of the previous mm-hmm. weeks. And I think overall, these are actually like two pretty decent offerings just to, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. They're they're kind of like, it's interesting. They always seem to like pair kind of two like sort of similar games in a way. So these are both kind of like games you hop online and like yeah. play a little bit more socially. So yeah. So what goes without saying, I think it's, uh, I, you know, I, I really don't like fighting games. I would personally pick PUBG. Um, but what do you feel? I'm pretty neutral towards it. I'm happy to pick up Street Fighter. I think Street Fighter is a game I have played a bit of. Um, I had an ex who was kind of like into fighting games. And so I, I did pick up a little bit of a games here and there just to play. And then so you know more about it. Than I know anyway. a little more about it. I, I also actually enjoy watching Street Fighter, um, like tournaments as well. Like it's one of the games where like, I don't play so much and, but it makes for like a nice spectator sport. So mm-hmm, I've enjoyed kind mm-hmm. of watching some like Evo tournaments and they, you know, they have some bigger tournaments throughout the year as well. So I'll play a little bit. I had a couple characters. I played a little Minot. I played a little Ken. Not well. Oh, I know Ken. Minot, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. She's like, <laughs> she's great actually. She was the first character I picked up. She's really, really difficult. Um, but her whole thing is she's like some Egyptian like cat girl. And oh, she has this okay. like 
she's kind of like a zoner. She's got this like crystal ball that she sort of throws out and it can like. You know what? I watched you play as her one time. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. So okay. she's really cool. So she had this thing and I went online. I practiced in training mode. I was like, I'm going to win an online match. Because she does this thing at the end of the match where when she wins, she like does this like weird little like wiggly dance. <laughs> and I was determined. I was like, okay, I'm going to win a match online. And then like oh, man, that's costly, do the though. wiggle. And it Did was, you win? It was rough. I, I finally won one against some person who had like a horrible connection. And it wasn't fair and awful, but I sure as hell stood up <laughs> yeah. and did the dance. Damn right. <laughs> Hey, that's, that's good though so, because I feel like if you take Street Fighter it's good because I play I played like Fortnite and I've played Apex Legends mm-hmm. and you know um, enough to have a kind of a opinion on it Warzone as well so I'd like to try out uh, PUBG because it's like one of the original kind of battle royales that, that have been popular the last few years so yeah like exactly I, I think it's great I played a little bit of Apex Legends I played some Tetris 99 so I would say I'm familiar with battle yeah, royales well, Tetris 99 <laughs> is like one of the best ones I, I low-key think it is the, well I mean Fall Guys is the one now true, but true. Tetris 99 was was definitely my favorite <laughs> <laughs> well there you go we'll report back next episode on mm-hmm. the, these games and let's move along perfect um so the one story we've got for this week and it's it's not a big it's kind of big news i guess um but you may have already received an email um to register to be uh, contacted for the pre-order for ps5 so yeah i think it was last thursday right in uh, the end of august last last yeah so it's the end of august it's it's sort of weird it's like fake exclusivity so um, some PlayStation owners, and I don't know if it's for, through your PS Plus subscription or like how they chose people. Because yeah. it seems like some PlayStation owners got emailed and some did not. Yeah, they they said on the on the FAQ on their website like they've been chosen based on factors or, or something like they use yeah. like very vague terminology. Something, like how would you something strangely vague, you know? right? Um, but anyway, you got an email <clears throat> just takes you to the, to um the PlayStation website to sign up basically to get notified when the pre-orders go live it's like a pre-order pre-order basically yeah it's like would you like to to pre-order this pre-order so it doesn't i don't think it like forces you to buy it you're not actually like paying anything or signing up but it's just to get notified when the pre-orders start so you can immediately go on um, because they've mentioned that it's going to be limited quality or sorry not limited. <laughs> limited quality i hope it's not limited quality <laughs> limited quantity yeah hopefully it, hopefully the quality is there um but yeah so the thing is those like even if you didn't get the email you can go onto the playstation website and sign up still well that's the funny part so, right because i got this email and i was like whoa what the hell is this first of all i saw the headline and i was like mm-hmm. holy shit can i pre-order a ps5 yeah open it up and it's and it's like well you can be notified when you can pre-order one so okay thanks yeah i signed up for it and then i think i shot you the link actually and then and you didn't get the email, but you're still yeah, able to sign up. Yeah, it was super weird. I didn't get the email. I got it actually later, like a couple days later, so which oh, was really? weird. So I don't know if I just like maybe missed it and it went to like a spam folder and I found it later. Or if, like That's really weird. It was really weird, but like it wasn't, it just showed up randomly. But you just go on and it just takes your PlayStation ID, which is also strange. Mm-hmm. Well, you mean and you have your email associated with the yeah, PlayStation Yeah, I guess ID. so. Just whatever. So you sign that up and then, I don't know, nothing's happened yet. But like, yeah, it's just this like ticking time bomb that one day all of a sudden we're going to get that email. It's like, shit, it's go time. It's got to happen it's soon, gonna right? You're going to have like just entered a meeting at work and like, you're, you know, your wife's having your first child and like, nope, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I have to go pre-order It's like when this. I ordered the Metallica tickets. Exactly. Get on the website before it sells out. So if you had if if you had to pick right now, when do you think we'll be getting the just to, just to put you on the spot? When do you think they're gonna say um, you can pre-order it, and how much notice do you think they're gonna give us? Right? 
I don't know. Like, I really hope it isn't just like drop live, go. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like that might be better than giving a specific time so that there's a bit more of like staggering of people. But then at the same time, like it's going to suck if you like it's go time and you don't look at your phone. You look an hour later and they're all gone. Yeah, so like, I, w- I would imagine it's going to be at least like 24 hour notice. Yeah. Because you got to give people time to, to actually, because if they're not going to let you be ready for this, um, pre-order phase why would they why would they send you this thing to get ready for it you know yeah it's kind of weird exactly so i guess it'll yeah it'll probably be like a 24-hour thing like tomorrow at 8 a.m yeah it goes live like good luck <laughs> may the odds be in your favor so yeah thank you very much i will hopefully like man i just yeah. hope i'm free like and nothing's going on whenever it is that's it's gonna be a stressful a stressful day i think but i'm hoping it's more of like a precaution thing where like it's it's just to like just in case it runs out and they're not like expecting they will oh, i don't know but I feel like, like i don't I feel know like it might it's hard to say because they always try to see like oh i hope we have enough stock like they try and create that scarcity i think yeah and uh, i mean i just hope there's enough but it, it, there's something tangible about it that really feels like not everyone is going to get a copy or like get a console even if they go on that first day so mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. just just watch it like a hawk (laughs) you gotta think within the next couple weeks it'll be time i think it'll be within the next couple weeks i think they'll want to like i think the physical release will be like i don't think they'll want to do it any later than november i think they've already said well i don't know if they've actually said november i know xbox did yeah but but i mean you gotta imagine they'll want to line up with call of duty or cyberpunk or yeah exactly they'll want to be competitive with that too and then i also think like you want to kind of have a first wave before like a second christmas wave Mm -hmm. so i think they're pushing for that but who knows what kind of delays or like complications might come in but like oh getting that email is like it's real it's go time like oh shit if i don't get one jeez good luck to everyone out there listening Mm -hmm. getting a ps5 don't take my copy but good luck (laughs) as long as we have we have one each then go ahead that's right there you go well kate we um i mean we have no more news i guess to talk about but there was a gamescom opening night live specifically um which happened last week i think it was on thursday also it was last thursday yeah and then it kind of extended throughout the weekend as well yeah, um, so so how much did you watch? Because I think you watched a bit more than me. Like I watched opening night live, that two hour presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a bad presentation, but I think that it's just been so tough to judge exactly where your expectations should be for each of these summer events. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe expecting a little bit more from this. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think this one has been the one event so far that I think I'm disappointed with. And Part of it is from some of the content. There were a few things that stood out to me and maybe we'll, we'll kind of go over some of our highlights in a, in a moment. But the actual presentation was just, it was so long for the amount of content they actually showed. Opening Night Live was fine. Like, I think Jeff is a, is a great host. His stage was His so fucking cool. Stage, well, yeah, the stage was incredible. Wow. I really enjoyed watching that first night, even though there weren't really many things that stood out to me game wise but it's fun it's always nice to kind of like see you know the hype have and the stage show have the and, stage and, yeah. and get excited and he's a great presenter but every other day after that i watched two more days so i watched three days total would they have like an indie day right and then he, one had... was yeah one was an indie day that was day three but 
oh my god it's hosted by IGN so this is part of my expectation is I, I thought Jeff was hosting the whole thing but he had the first day opening night live and then the rest is IGN and they just drag it out there's maybe like two hours of actual content that's worth watching and it's put in a 10-hour video so like I watched on YouTube and I didn't want to miss much but I was constantly like skipping forward and like going over and like half the show is IGN commercials for IGN the same IGN shit like the two shows that they have and it was like you could have cut half of the runtime off of it just from taking off their commercials for themselves and like then they have the personalities that have to talk about every single game and they have these like I I don't don't know maybe it's just not for me like I I think it would be different maybe if you had it like kind of running in the background all day while you were yeah, you know, like yeah. working or doing something else. But I kind of like sort of was like intentionally like sat well, you down and to sit watched down and it. See some, see some stuff, right? And like I felt like I, I pressed, I was like scrolling through and, and looking for the timestamps I wanted more than I was actually watching. And it just got fatiguing. Yeah, no, I get So yeah. I don't know. The IGN personalities, they just don't really do it for me. It's not my kind of humor. And it was just, it was, I watched hours and hours of it and like came away with like oh there's like three games that look real good that's too bad i I mean i i like i said game i don't think opening night live was bad but i Mm -hmm. think it definitely could have been condensed and cut down and whatnot so it kind of put me off from watching the rest of the weekend like i I figured i would just get updates as they as they come in yeah and i I guess judging by what you're saying i'm pretty glad i didn't i think that's definitely to watch it but i don't know if it was some kind of like stubborn commitment like i've you know i like Macbeth my way halfway through the river and i was like i might as well just keep (laughs) doing this for the next half of it so so let's get into what we liked from the presentation i think the biggest thing as far as this show is concerned is obviously the ratchet and clank um, rift apart gameplay Mm -hmm. demo um, which was just kind of an extended look from what we already seen previously at the playstation 5 event reveal um man that game looks gorgeous yeah i'm so excited absolutely it was nice just get a little bit a little bit extra right yeah it was definitely some stuff we'd seen before but there was a bit more gameplay some more cutscenes, a couple extra little like of the guns shown off yeah um just the way the particles all break like the boxes shatter the bolts yeah. are flying around there's there's just things exploding and guys moving everywhere like it looks like the enemies just come in swarms at least in the area where they were and it, it looks like tons of fun yeah it looks fantastic and the like the seamlessness of traveling through those rifts i think is going to be such a cool thing mm-hmm. uh you know you like you travel through and then all of a sudden you're flying on the back of some like pterodactyl beast and you're like traveling through on a totally different planet and like yeah it just... i'm wondering what it seems like in the moment to moment like gameplay though because obviously the whole game isn't going to be like flipping yeah. here flipping there rift here rift like riding a dragon and how you're fighting these guys yeah like, exactly have some slow moments i don't think you'd want it to be that like breakneck speed all the time no. but it is it definitely looks like it's got some really cool set pieces that you go through and i think in that kind of a game like that sort of you know that the highlight moments that you want to to mm-hmm. be happening mm-hmm. so, so yeah i know we're definitely both excited for that what, what anything else that really stood out and, um and, uh, yeah there you? were a couple games um harking back to to me even being play, playing resident evil there was actually a quite a few horror games yeah, announced i got little nightmares too um, on my list little nightmare 2 looks one, looks yeah. great have you played the first one uh it's been on my list for for a long time i mm-hmm. haven't i I've, think i own it i was one of those like steam sales i bought a long time ago and just haven't played yet yeah i played it last year um and yeah it's creepy very creepy atmosphere i'm yeah. glad it looks like there's co-op in this one coming out mm-hmm. and um i mean i'm just excited to probably play it i'll pick it up on probably on sale or something eventually and give it a go because i really enjoyed the first one and i think yeah, this exactly. looks like more of the same yeah I, I like those kind of like 
in these sort of like puzzle horror games that looks mm-hmm. good limbo inside there, limbo yeah and um there there was also quite a few of a surprise because horror games are like kind of a weird niche they don't like show up very often in these kind of shows um but there was like there was the medium sound mind dark fracture three just that i've i've jotted down but like horror like resident evil style like action like third person horror games so i don't think any of them necessarily stood out in like a really meaningful way but I'm excited just to have a, a wider breadth of, of games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at my disposal because like for me, at least when I play horror games, I always play them socially and even if the game's not amazing, it's still fun to have that kind of dynamic and like do a spooky games night. Yeah, totally. So I'm just excited that like maybe developers will, will make more games and because you know we kind of like run through them and like run out of horror games. So yeah. that stood out to me a lot. Uh, I think the game I'm most excited for is Kiwi. I don't know if you saw that one. No, I didn't see it. Is that the one you sent me the little video of? Uh, no, or, no, not okay. that one. Um, so Kiwi, it basically looks like an overcooked style. It's a couch co-op with two people, but you're little Kiwi birds and you work at this like mail, like a post station <laughs> and you have to like write letters and like put the right contents in the letter and like make sure it goes to the right place. And like, it's a, it's a two player co-op, very like overcooked kind of like cheeky, silly, but yeah, like, there's been a lot of those recently too. Mm-hmm. There's like the construction one and the moving. Yeah. One. There's a moving one. There's one where you, yeah, you like renovate houses and things. So I, I love those kind of games. I'm really excited that stood out so much. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. Um, but yeah, there were there were a couple more as well. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple games that I've seen in the past and just got a little bit more in, information on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like Solata uh, is a game. It's sort of like a it's a D and D inspired kind of like RPG game that I've had my eye on a little bit that looks good. Um, I have to shout out Morbid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The yeah. Seven Acolytes. So it's a 2D. It's basically Bloodborne, but it's 2D. It's like... Kind of like Salt and Sanctuary a little bit? Kind of. It's more of like a top-down um, 2D game, but it's very much like... Oh, it, it's like a fast-paced, like, action, like, parries, timing, like, all that sort of... Like, all the good stuff, That right? kind of combat, all the good stuff. And they're like, oh, it's kind of got this horror atmosphere inspired by Lovecraft. And, like, the first boss they showed off even was, like, some, like, big beast who's, like, removed his own eyes. And, like, <laughs> the second one is, like, some lady who hits you with her placenta. And I'm like, this, <laughs> nice, this nice. is just Bloodborne. And Are you I'm, sure this isn't just little nightmares? <laughs> no, it's like, it is It is basically like someone's like, Bloodborne's my favorite game. I've made this game instead. And I am 100% on board. That's awesome. Yeah, that happened to me too with games you've seen before. Like for me, it was Star Wars Squadrons. We saw a little mm-hmm. bit more from that, kind of the, what the campaign is. I'm not really a big Star Wars fan, but for some reason, I'm just so drawn to trying out Squadrons and it, you know, it getting like that neat. teamwork kind of aspect and, mm-hmm. and that, it's been so long since i played a game like a flight sim kind of game i think i had like an ace combat game back back in the day and whatnot but it's been so long since one of those has really spoken to me so i'm excited to just get into like a new genre for a little bit right it'll be cool yeah that game looks like it's pretty neat i know a lot of people were very excited when we first yeah. saw it yeah totally and then also we'd seen um the other one for me that i was i was really into was 12 minutes we'd saw we'd seen that before i think at an xbox yeah, conference that's right. last year but I think so. That game just looks awesome. It does look really interesting. I, I definitely, if, I don't think they necessarily showed anything new, but it was nice to be reminded of that game. Well, they, the only thing they revealed, I think, in this trailer was that they have, who the voice talent is for the game, because it's voiced okay. by James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Wow, three, that's a big cast. So they have like an amazing, stellar, like obviously they're putting a lot of effort and care into this to get those three 
like yeah. huge actors. That's huge. Involved, I can't imagine so. Willem Dafoe is very cheap. <laughs> no, I don't think any of them are cheap, honestly. <laughs> but but it, it just you know it looks like the kind of thing I'm really into. Maybe some um, you know light horror kind of mystery stuff. Um, mm. I'm so into into that kind of setting. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, the the only other one I had written down that really did anything for me was um, Little Hope, the next game from Supergiant in the Dark Pictures anthology. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. That so they, get showed, shown up. they showed that. I mean, like it doesn't really show anything beyond what the characters look like. And you mean, you yeah. don't really have an idea of the mystery. But I just I'm really hoping that game kind of turns it around because we were both kind of lukewarm on the first game, Man of Medan. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. that it was bad, but it just wasn't. We enjoyed it, but we didn't enjoy mm-hmm. it as much as Until Dawn. And it. Yeah. And I think like it didn't necessarily like move the series in a way that no, we would have liked. And I mean this is that was their first one of these series of short games, so maybe they've learned a thing or two about pacing and and maybe including the characters more in certain aspects. So I'm I'm really hoping that one turns out well. I just love the concept of the curator who's kind of in the middle yeah. telling the story. Like I really I like agree. that. Kind I agree. I really hope it sort of like carries on from Manamadan and like yeah. has some has like connections to the game. I, I think, think that'd be will. really neat to have it kind of like span. Obviously these are different stories with different characters, but to have it sort of like you know like come back in and of itself yeah, in the end i'm sure it will i think that's kind of the, i think that's the, the idea i think that's why it's an anthology but i yeah. i'm definitely man of a den hasn't put me off i'm definitely going to be interested in playing that um but I, yeah. I am slightly reserved and hoping that it is a little bit of an improvement yeah same with me and if it's not then that i think that might be the point where i'm like well is it really is this really something i want to pay attention yeah. to it might know? change it from like i will buy these as they come out to like there will be a bundle when they're all out eventually that totally. i will yeah. pick up that's exactly where i am too but um yeah i mean that's kind of all i had written down as far as like big things that i'm personally really looking forward to there was a couple games shown that didn't really have much of anything like there was that one the girl in space i think with number nine i'm drawing a blank on what it was now yeah but, i watched so yeah, many things I mean, it just kind of drew but yeah. overall, i think that's kind of a good way to summarize the presentation you know like yeah kind of forgettable that that warcraft section went on for so oh, yeah, long yeah the warcraft like, section was very long wow. it was like well done i'm sure and i you know i texted a friend who's into warcraft I'm like hey there's yeah there's cool a for that thing. audience for sure that's cool. the problem with that is i feel like warcraft has a very specific audience and it's not necessarily the people watching um opening night live or something for like yeah. the general games audience like warcraft is very much like a huge subsect i think yeah would, exactly. would have done better I, like their own event warcraft is almost like one of those things where like i don't know a lot of people play like don't really play other games they just play warcraft exactly, it's yeah. like their thing but they're not really into gaming in general exactly yeah so. kind of like kind of like yeah kind like, like of like league legends games. i think we've talked about yeah. having a similar thing in the past and like yeah whatever but yeah overall i would say i think my the part i enjoyed most is actually the indies there were some like mm-hmm. i always like watching indie stuff you get a lot of like very creative and unique things like trying to carve out new niches and stuff so yeah, a lot of interesting art styles come out of there yeah too. exactly so there were a couple games that stood out there's a game called skull and a game called grime that sort of look like they're fun like action games um and then the other one i've written down here is a game called 2d top d which like the name the name you stumble out over that a little bit but it's it's a puzzle game and it's really neat and you switch perspectives between like top down and then like 2d like side to mm-hmm. side and you have to solve puzzles based on that and at the first half of the trailer was kind of like okay it's a cute idea but like how much depth they're gonna they're gonna get out of this and then in the second half of the trailer, I'm like, oh shit, like that was really creative. So I think out of everything, I almost like am anticipating those games a little bit more. Like there, you know, it's not a great time for tons of big AAA games to get yeah, announced yeah. and released right now. So um, 
but yeah, I, I think some of the indie stuff was the best. So yeah, if you're going to slog through 15 hours, um, <laughs> maybe watch day three. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, I think that's going to do us for the news. Um, what do you say? Yeah, I think so. Take a break. I, I, you know, I'm just looking forward to getting to this quiz. Uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's take a quick break and we will get to the quiz uh, momentarily. All right, everyone, welcome back. If you're still here with us for the final segment, which is a matching quiz um, of bad game reviews. So Kate did one of these for me before, and we had a blast like laughing at these <laughs> hilarious things that people have to say on um, Metacritic. Uh, oh, man, some people are mean, I'll tell you. Some, some <laughs> And like weirdly race, racist and like... Ooh, and like I didn't yeah. have any racist ones when I was looking, but... I don't know. People are, people are weird on the internet. Man. Right. Don't, there's don't always eat. that... There's that one guy. It's like yeah, one star, just, like worst restaurant I've ever been to. Yeah, like, come whatever. on. These, these people online are crazy. But hey, some of the stuff they write is funny. So here we are. Um, so how it's going to work, Kate, is I will give you the list of the six games that I've chosen, all on the okay. PS4, and then I will read you a list of six... Um, reviews in a randomized order right and i will match them up correctly and you will match them up correctly okay Wonderful. so okay. here are the six games that you will be listening for okay um ghost of tsushima okay nail i'm gonna nail that one um infamous second son okay i've played the first one red dead redemption 2 Okay, yeah. No, I didn't pick all exclusives this time. You took a lot of the big exclusives. Right, yeah. So I we just did some mix and match. big exclusives last time, but these are still really worthwhile, yeah. great games they're, to talk about. Um, next one, Shadow of the Colossus Remaster. Okay. Judgment. Okay, interesting. And finally, The Witcher 3. Ah, Witcher 3, an older one, but still very relevant. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't think I missed anything. That's six you have there, right? Uh, that is six, as assuming I can count. Okay, cool. So let's get started. Here is the first bad review, okay? Okay. Uh, in no particular order. Right. Do you want to feel lonely? Do you want uh, to be in a large area, but be the only one there? If so, then this game is for you. It's a beautiful looking location. This has got to be the most lonely and depressing place to be. There is no one to interact with unless you're battling a set of enemies. What's the point of a nice looking game if there's nothing to do in the game besides the required battles? Want to go to a place where no one will find you? Then get this game by all means. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> no one will find you. Well, okay, this is tough. My initial thought was it's going to be Shadow of Colossus because it it's like kind of a sort of like it's got a lonely atmosphere to it. It's kind of like bleak and, and sort of like depressing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the enemy's comment matches up with that. So that's either... Hmm. That could be honestly like almost any of the other games. Yeah, I'm really hoping I didn't make this too vague, and because you know when you're doing it, it's so yeah. hard to like. You gotta. I've edited a few words. Yeah, out you have to edit a little like, bit out because otherwise there's like total giveaways. So okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. Maybe I'll I'll listen to the next one. I'll I'll simmer on this. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Here's the next one. I created my account just to post this. I bought this game Friday and played it for nearly 15 to 20 hours over Saturday and Sunday. Wow. This is similar to that other guy in the last Yeah, this is a lot to play for something you hate. 
Towards the middle of the day on Sunday, the new gameness effect wore off, and I finally it finally became apparent to me that this game just isn't very much fun. It's repetitive and tedious. Sure, the graphics are great, but just about everything else sucks. And I mean it sucks. It might have <laughs> it might have a nice polished shell on the outside with amazing graphics, but on the inside there's a lack of content and it just isn't fun. It feels more like a chore. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to say I'm, I mean, these are so vague. I'm, I'm going to say I'm leaning towards Red Dead for this one, just mm-hmm. because Red Dead can be a little bit tedious. It does take a long time to, to accomplish anything in that game. Mm-hmm. So I don't love it, but that's my initial. Okay. Are you keeping track of which one is for which? Keeping track of this, but this is not my final answer. Okay. Sounds good. So moving along, we have the next review, which is this. Liking this game enough to give it a 10 out of 10 is the gamer equivalent of a 14-year-old girl on YouTube comments a few years back saying, I'm not like other girls. I like heavy metal like Asking Alexandria and Bring Me the Horizon. (laughs) Where did you find my YouTube account? (laughs) So many people act like this game is so great and think they are different for thinking it's a masterpiece, when in fact they're all parroting the same thing about a game that just isn't good at all. First off, this game isn't very good at, you know, being a game. Who cares if the world is expansive and the, st- and the story is fine if the gameplay itself is abysmal? It's like having an oven that doesn't heat anything up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's harsh. Now I'm thinking that maybe this is Red Dead instead because there's, there's not as much gameplay in Red Dead as other things because a lot of it is like mm-hmm. camp management and like do these 10 button prompts to stow something on your horse. So, I mean, this seems a little harsh. (laughs) Okay. um, The other thing that's weird about this too is like all of these games are really highly acclaimed. Maybe Infamous is kind of, and Judgment are kind of smaller in comparison. So I don't think it's either of those two. Well, I was picking the games. I tried to make sure there was at least one that was somewhat similar to at least one yeah. of them on the list to try and throw you off a little. I, I think honest. I think this one is is not infamous and it's not judgment because they're not big enough. I, I think maybe like it I th- I think it's gotta either be Witcher or Red Dead because they're both like I think the two biggest games on mm-hmm. this list. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I'm leaning a little more towards Red Dead, which is not good because I've already put that for two. <laughs> so okay, let's move on. Okay. Um we'll go ahead with the next one. Unfortunately, navigating this world is abysmal. It's deeply ambiguous as what you to what you can climb. Running from place to place takes a long time, and riding the horse led me to giving the horse a unique name. Cement. <laughs> <laughs> I called it cement because it feels like I'm steering a goat pulling a cement mixer. The camera swings around wildly, making it difficult to steer the horse in a straight line. Gaining and losing speed is arduous, and just about nothing about point A to point B made me think wow. Wow. This review made me think wow. Uh, shit. That okay. one's actually quite eloquent. It is not bad. So, there's horses in Ghost, Red Dead, The Witcher, and I think you ride a horse in Shadow of the Colossus. Do you want me to tell you if you do or not? Yeah, do you? You do. You do. Okay, I thought so. So it's not Ghost of Tsushima or Red Dead Redemption because the horse is great. The Witcher and Shadow of Classes are slightly older games, so... Hmm, I like your thought process. So it's got to be one of those two. So I'm going to write down both and hope that this next review is clearly one of them. Okay. Uh, The next one's a short one. 
-hmm. The mini games are horrible. The graphics do not make me happy. It doesn't have <laughs> HDR, and then and the sound part does not have Dolby Atmos. Oh no! This game is very repetitive and annoying. Okay, um, I think this is gonna have to be judgment. Uh, even though I don't think it deserves as harsh judgment, I, I think this is the game that has most mini games. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's okay. what I'm going to say. All right. And the final review is this. Welcome to the horrible looking and boring as fuck world of this character. <laughs> the graphics are outdated as fuck and the combat is clunky. And this is the most basic game I've played after Assassin's Creed Origins. We all know that was shit, and so is this. <laughs> Ow. I was looking forward to this title, but it fails. Thank God Blank Game was a masterpiece. Oh, thank God Blank Game was a masterpiece. Huh, now that's gotta be a clue. But a clue for what? It's Okay, there's something... Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna go with this is infamous. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't put Infamous down for anything yet. Um, and I think the blank game was because they put out that like, it wasn't DLC, but like that extra Yeah, they Infamous had, the, what was game? it First Light? First Light or something. So I think maybe they enjoyed First Light, didn't like this, and also it's maybe the most similar to Assassin's Creed. Okay. Which is maybe why they thought about it. So do you have them all picked out now? So or I what, have, you gotta figure it out? I have, I think, three, five, and six. Okay. Put down. I think number three is Red Dead. Number five is Judgment, and number six is Infamous. Okay, you're going in order of which review I read first. Right? I'm going in your review. Yeah, the okay, review, review order, order, not the okay. um, not the game order. Okay, fair enough. So 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 which ones do you need to hear again? Um, I think I need to hear one and two again. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here's number one. I'll, I'll do it quick. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to feel lonely? Do you want to be in a large area but be the only one there? If so, the game is for you. It's beautiful looking location, and this has got to be one of the most lonely and depressing places to be in. There's no one to interact with unless you're battling a set of enemies. What's the point of a nice looking game when there's nothing to do in this game besides the required battles? Want to go to places where no one will find you? Then get this game by all means. Okay, I think, especially after hearing this, I think this is Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is a very big game. They mentioned it's beautiful. And, like, it doesn't matter how much you want to hate on something. You cannot say that that game is not beautiful. Um, and it doesn't have a lot of NPCs you talk to. Mm -hmm, like, even mm -hmm. when you, like, find a new town or something, there's, like, maybe one or two people that have a little bit of dialogue. Like, it's very, like not a lot of interaction when you're outside of the story bits. Okay. So I think that that's, makes sense. I think that's ghost. Okay. So um, you got to hear the second one now. Yeah. So I, I think two and four, I have the Witcher and shadow of the Colossus left and I need to just slot those. Okay. In. So here's two. Okay. Uh, the guy created his account just to post. Right. He did. Um, I bought this game. Fan. For, he played all weekend, mm -hmm. bought it on Friday, played maybe 15, 20 hours. Sure. On Sunday, he says the new game this just wore off. And it became apparent the game just wasn't fun. It was repetitive, tedious. The graphics are great, but just about everything else sucks. And he means sucks. Uh, it might have a polished shell on the outside with amazing graphics, but the inside is a lack of content and feels like a chore. Okay, and read me four. Um, four is... Four, sorry. Is, four is the horse one, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, navigating the world is abysmal. It's deeply ambiguous as to what you can climb, and running from place to place takes a long time. 
Riding the horse made of cement. I've got it. The horse Mm -hmm. is made of cement, and he said he had to name his horse. But in The Witcher 3, your horse has a name. He didn't say you have to name the horse. He said he 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 gave his horse a unique name. So I guess maybe he means in the game, or maybe just the person. He named his horse, but in The Witcher, the horse's name is Roach, and that's already a really mean name. So you could just insult your horse by saying Roach. And also, climbing is very important in the shadow of the colossus so if it's ambiguous as what you climb that could be bad Mm -hmm. so i think that shadow of the colossus and witcher is two okay so i think my final if if i haven't confused myself i think number one is ghost okay let's do it this way i'll I'll read the reviews one more time and after i read it you tell me which game you have okay we'll see there keep track of your score okay i think i got like two points or something you i had two rounds though you had you were rough on the good reviews and i think you did well on the poor reviews Mm, okay if i remember correctly yeah maybe the other way around Mm -hmm. either way keep track of your score we'll see how you do next time i'll try and beat you okay okay um so game number one which is you feel lonely uh you're in a large area but you're the only one there it's isolating and you have nothing to do but fight groups of enemies Mm -hmm. this is infamous second son oh no oh god this is thrown up everything (laughs) well we'll see how you do but first one unfortunately not i think that game you basically just run into like base camps of enemies clear them out move to the next one if it's anything like the first one yeah there's not really a whole lot Mm -hmm. of like yeah i played it for about five six hours and kind of bounced off honestly yeah didn't didn't care for it too much although Um, i I liked it more than this guy right okay Um, shit and i said two is the witcher right number two you have the witcher this is the guy that just created his account to post right um bought the game for nearly 15 20 hours um New game this wore off. Basically, there's graphics are great, but everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And you said... I said this is The Witcher. The Witcher. Is this, this Ghost? This is Red Dead Redemption oh, 2. Oh, God. Oh, no. You know what? Fuck. I put down it. I put Red Dead down for this, and then I switched it to 3. Mm, you had it. You oh, had it. I had it. It's okay, though. There's time. for left. Okay. So, 3, I so, said Red Dead. Clearly, no. Number 3, um, which is the game where everyone wants to give it a 10 out of 10, but a 14-year-old YouTube girl, you know, right. asking me Alexandria, all that stuff. This game, the world's expansive, this, but the gameplay is abysmal. This is The Witcher 3. Okay. So you had those two flipped. I had those two flipped. I should have known 14 years is how old The Witcher is <laughs> in comparison to everything else. It's the old game. You gave me a number. Well, you know, you were close. So I can see like those two were, were tough. Okay, so number four, I put down Shadow of the Colossus. This is where I'm really holding out for some Right, points. this is the horse that's like cement yeah. and hard to climb things. And Kate... You got it right. Yes. All right. We're on the board. First Shadow blood. of Colossus. <laughs> um, so good. Good job. And uh-huh. for the next one, the horrible mini games. I was trying to throw you off because I know there's a lot of mini games in um, Red Dead also, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I think people like the mini games there, though. So and obviously Red Dead's going to have HDR. So really, this yeah. was, I think, the easiest one. And it, it is, is judgment. judgment. OK, wonderful. I did consider Red Dead just briefly about the mini games, but I thought like, I don't know if they're really like, I don't know if I would consider the mini games as opposed to just sort of like little things you do i guess like playing cards and stuff is kind of like a mini mm-hmm. game well, but... and like horseshoes and poker yeah that's you know. true there's a lot a lot of like weird random yeah. stuff to i was do. hoping you'd be more familiar with um red dead and kind of gravitate you mm-hmm. know whatever mm-hmm. and then the last one um which is the horrible looking world of this shit character right which i said and, it was um, i said it was infamous yeah and the graphics are outdated combat uh, clunky similar to assassin's creed origins and thank god sekiro was a masterpiece kate this is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. No. <laughs> so nice what a try. Trap. Nice try. So you get two points, I think. Okay. Which actually, two out of six. honestly, like I feel like that was a bit hard. Maybe. You know what? It, it's just hard because like you could have been any answer for any one of those games, pretty much, and like you just sort of have to like pick 
a small detail to go mm-hmm. off of. Or like, what's the thing I'm they're really most angry? I'm really upset that they've said that about Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I'm personally offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people are going to hate, but those are all good yeah, games as Yeah, you know, far as it's, it's totally fair to have your opinion and... Yeah. You know, some people are right and some people are wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, since you said some people are right, Kate, and some people are wrong, let's give you some listener mail. For the first time, I think we're going to be making this a tradition, like I said at the top of the show, do a listener mail at the end of every show. Hmm. Um, so don't forget, send your questions in, circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com. Um, we're happy to answer everything and anything, so send them in and you'll be on the show one day. Perfect. Uh, so today, the lucky person on the show, um, this listener mail question comes from Ashley. Uh, And she has a question for us. She wants to know, what is the video game that you would pick if you had the ability to experience it for the first time again? So I was thinking about this after we read the listener mail and what would I like to experience again? It's got to be a game, you know, with a good story, in my opinion, because you go through the twists and turns Mm -hmm. of like the narrative. And so I had an honorable mention, which was the original Mass Effect trilogy. Okay, Um, I really liked how the story carried over from game to game. and, And especially like once you completed two, you're like, oh, I, like I got to wait for three now. Like, what the hell? Like, what's right. going to happen? That anticipation, I'd love to experience it again and, and like go into that trilogy and, and play it. I will get to play it again at the remaster. But um, my actual answer for this one is Heavy Rain, which ah, is one of my answer. favorite games of all time. And it has some great twists and turns in the story. Um, like you don't know who the killer is for so long. And, and you're just worried because you can kill your characters if you pick the wrong yeah, choice. Yeah, there's like permanence in that game. And there's, so, there's a bunch of bad endings as well yeah, where you don't yeah. catch the killer. And so like playing that through for the first time, like knowing those things existed, but you don't know like, oh man, should I go through the door or do I try to like sneak out the window? And just something as simple as that when you don't know the result is Mm -hmm. like really nerve wracking. And just because I love those type of games, I think Heavy Rain is my pick. That's a great answer. I'm sad I didn't think about Heavy Rain because I might have picked it as well, but I'm glad I didn't because I have a different answer, uh, which makes it more interesting for you guys. But my honorable mention is the Banner Saga series for very much a similar reason as Mass Effect. It's a series where a large part of it is making choices that, you know, characters can die and and things drastically change what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it spans over three games as well. Um, But I ended up ultimately not picking it because while those choices are exciting to see like what happens in the game and you end up with like that water cooler moment of everyone's game is different um and and making those choices is really exciting there's still a lot of replayability because you can go back and play it again with different choices so i'm not as limited by having beaten the Mm -hmm. game true yeah um so what i ended up picking was the portal series and i've put one and two together as well because you can't just pick one. That's a good pick. Um, but I think they're great because they, they do also have like a fun kind of narrative that sort of like keeps you on your toes a little bit. And like, yeah, Portal really goes places that you don't expect. Like yeah. it's an old enough game, we can probably talk about it now. Like breaking yeah. out of that facility, I, I thought the whole game was going to be in that white sterile facility, just solving puzzles. And then mm-hmm. eventually there's like really creepy undertones and you like kind of break out. It's really cool. And I, and I would yeah. love to, you're right. I'd love to read that. Absolutely. I, I think like the story in of itself and the jokes are, are perfect. Like it was such a, such a unique and exciting experience the whole way through. And then also just the gameplay. Puzzle games don't hold up well to replay because you know the solution to the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so I that's a game I would, it has a special place in my heart and I would love to be able to like 
revisit it or like maybe a portal three will yeah, come one out day. one day we can pray we can pray well thank you very much for your question ashley and like i said at the top uh, if you'd like to write in yourself we're at circles and squares pod at gmail.com um, you can also get in touch with us on twitter at c-a-n-d-s pod we're always on there updating the show and telling you when the next episode's coming stuff like that um, we're the same name on instagram as well all the links will be in the show notes um kate great episode mm-hmm. thanks for joining great me again episode. and uh and good good job stars today. oh man i'm so happy <laughs> we're gonna go i'm gonna go have some beer i'm gonna celebrate <laughs> uh thank you everyone for listening uh and joining in on the show getting in listening coming supporting us everything like that we'll be back again in two weeks and we'll look forward to seeing you then the intro and outro music for circles and squares was produced by friend of the show matthew chan interlude music is from scott Gratton of the free music archive our channel art was created by at unreasonable on Twitter, and our brother Alex is the designer of the Circles and Squares logo. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show.